Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and as usual we watched several things this week, starting with episode 4 of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. We also watched episode 5 of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, and we watched the films Penguin Bloom and Palmer, or at least Matt and I watched Palmer. As usual, mega spoilers for all of the things we watched, and also additional spoilers for if you're a comics fan, we talk about the Inhumanity Marvel run and Avengers Disassembled. And just a quick synopsis for Penguin Bloom. It's based on a true story and it's the story of Samantha Bloom who went to Thailand on vacation with her family. She fell off a rooftop and broke her vertebrae in two places so she is now wheelchair bound and paralyzed and the story is about a year later her kids bring home a wounded baby magpie and they name it Penguin, thus Penguin Bloom and from the website, uh, Sam bonds with the household's new member beginning a process of emotional healing and Palmer is on Apple TV Plus. It stars Justin Timberlake and that is the story of after 12 years in prison, former high school football star Eddie Palmer returns home to put his life back together and forms an unlikely bond with Sam, not the same Sam from Penguin Bloom, but forms an unlikely bond with Sam, an outcast boy from a troubled home, but Eddie's past threatens to ruin his new life and family. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a lot of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's, we're watching what? All right, well, let's do, I mean, I'm excited. Let's talk about WandaVision because I was so relieved this week that they took a break and took like a bird's eye view and gave us much more context on what's going on. I had to rewind the beginning three or four times only because I was making breakfast during it and I kept walking away and I was like, oh, did I miss like a really important one-off statement? And then I would rewind and it would just be some banal line of dialogue. But I kept I kept waiting for something along the lines. But, but well, how did was, you two? I was gonna say it was kind of the first episode in the show, in my opinion, where you couldn't really multitask while you're watching it. You actually right. had to pay attention. No, it was, it was yeah. like very, it was very, very yeah, important. Because yeah. before it was like watching Eagle Eye for like clues and things to try to clue us in. But this was like, here's information we are actually giving you. So you need to pay attention. You know? <laughs> like if you would really like to know what's going on, you have to pay attention now. <laughs> right. So when, when she, you know, when Monica goes to, was it S.W.O.R.D., the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters and tries to use her badge and like the security guard, you know, she says, I work here. And the security guard says to her, if you worked here, your badge would work. I missed that moment. Just, you know, I was just like zoned out for a second. And I rewatched right. it three times being like, he's going to say something like lots of people used to work here or this, you know, something along those lines. <laughs> no, all yeah. he said was your badge does, you don't, but it was just such a one-off. Yeah. But they've trained us, I think, to be so hyper-vigilant, which is stressful. It requires so much energy to watch it. It really, it really does. It's it's a lot. I, I mean, I still really enjoyed the episode. I had a very- yeah. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah I, loved I, I thought it, but, but yeah, I thought it, it was it so is, good. Like I was, I rewound when, when she was walking through and they were talking about, you know, the kind of space and all that. And he mentioned like the snap had like gotten rid of astronauts and things like that. And I had to like, at, after the episode ended, I had to go back and just like recheck those lines real quick just to see if there was any sort of like Fantastic Four Easter egg or some sort of drop in of there. I just was like, I just did. had to know. I was like, wait. And then I had to, I was looking all around the factory, not factory, but in the room and all the people working and stuff. And I was like, there's got to be stuff in here. And I don't think there is, but I- but it, I, that's how I was watching because it's just it's we're so. God, could you imagine getting snapped back and into space somewhere? Ooh, that may not be like ready for you. What if you didn't have much oxygen well, left? Yeah, presumably what if you got snapped outside of a like a, a spacesuit. You know, like yeah, what that's if... what I mean. Is like you probably get snapped back into the spacesuit because it looks like everyone got snapped back into what they were wearing. Mm. Yeah, and it seems they manifested where they were. But you consider, right. but like, what if the later, space station had moved? What, what if, if there was an you know, asteroid? Yeah, like what if you get snapped into a piece of debris? Yeah, it's a moving thing. And also, like, 
presumably it gets snapped away. We don't know. They could just be floating out in space and the fuel's gone, everything, the, the oxygens might be gone out of it, like all the things five years later in this spacecraft. So it's like, even if you went back into it, you don't even know if it's like Yeah, because I mean, livable. they they weren't expecting people to come back. So it's not like right. they were like, or if they did, you know, they might not have enough resources for extra people. Wow. I, now I have so, like a million questions. I'm like, what if you were on a plane at the time? Like, did the whole mm -hmm. plane disappear or did you just, you know, reappear in your seat or what, like on a boat or on a train? You know, yeah, we never saw it like this. And it's like she woke up in the hospital where she was visiting her mother. So it's like we never saw, I guess, at least as far as I remember, I have we haven't seen and had to ask those questions about like, oh. how did mm -hmm. you come back? And what yeah. was it like when you came back? And so this made us kind of think about that in a way that I, I had never thought of, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. Like when she's walking around the hospital yeah. and, and, you know, it's pure chaos. And the people who had been here are like, oh, my God, they're all back. They're all back. But everyone who was back had no idea what had happened, you know. Yeah, they didn't, so, and they didn't even realize that, that anything had happened. You know, they, just they didn't know they had been back. So that was, you know. That was interesting. Yeah, because I was as confused as Monica, right? Like I was just yeah. like, what? And then it starts to make sense and you see like, how traumatic it is for basically everyone. Yeah, that was my first rewind point. Like, I, I didn't realize yeah. that that's how she came back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I that was cool. And I loved the like, I had a friend line that still that hadn't way. realized that she was Monica Rambeau, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that is interesting. I mean, they didn't I, I, really explain it until partway into this episode. Yeah, I, I will say, if I was, if I didn't know she was coming into the Marvel Universe when watching the show, yeah, I wouldn't, I, have I wouldn't she have. was her at all. But Yeah, because basically she was like, well, how did you guys all know that? Because we were all like, oh, yeah, we knew that. And I was like, well, well no, I, I didn't know until I looked at the cast list. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing is, I think it was a casting announcement that I knew. And then, of course, she shows up and it's like, yeah. oh, it's got to be Monica. But I love figuring out, like why Monica seemed confused. That was good. And then the retconning that they did a bit with S.W.O.R.D. and kind of having it be this thing that Maria started. I love, mm -hmm. like, I love that journey for her. I love her starting it. I do. But I'm also kind of like, where her. have yeah. they, but I'm also like, where have they been all this time? Like, you know what I mean? It's like working, I guess, alongside S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess. But that started back in the early 2000s or late 90s or whenever Maria started it. It was kind of like, well, this whole time where we've just been missing it, you know? So it's like, that was a little interesting, but you know, it's fine. But I liked that, that she started it and stuff. And I loved when Monica got there to the site and put that drone in. And I love that it had Captain Marvel's colors. It was all like, it was yeah. kind of cool. Like it was mm -hmm. like a, the drone that they, they, they've been keeping that, the honoring Captain Marvel stuff was pretty cool. And then I really liked that when she woke up, I noticed like the last thing you hear when she's hearing all these voices in her head was Brie Larson saying Lieutenant Trouble to yeah. her. Mm -hmm. Which was kind of cool, and then she like woke up. I thought the little it was the little touches were really nice. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it made it really accessible for people too, who maybe have only seen the movies, you know, once or twice, right, and aren't homing through it like we are. But I still think it. It felt like something that they could understand too. Yeah, yeah. I I do still think I'm still on the on the fence about mm -hmm. whether or not we will appreciate this all as a binge because I'm like, okay, well, we've gotten through episodes. I still stand by right now, at least, that one and two should have been condensed into one. And then like three is like, okay, something's a little weird. And four is like, okay, we're going to now give you a little bit of clarity as to the, the greater situation that's going on here. You know, when we reach the end of the series, I might go, I hated all of this. Or I might go, oh, I'm so glad that they split one and two up. But so yeah. far, I'm still feeling like, okay, you could you could have squished it down a little bit. Yeah, um, I think they could have for, for sure. But who, yeah, who knows what we'll, what we'll get. And what we'll, yeah, I think it's we'll still see. one of those things where it's hard to know until we see where it goes. But yeah. I mean, and I, this, and honestly, this episode launched me down an entire rabbit hole of just theories and things that I was just 
swirling around in my mind. My poor sister has been the victim of these text messages because I feel like we want to talk about it. So I don't want to like say things to you before we talk about it and whatever, you know, all kinds of stuff, because it's like we learn things that actually matter. Like we've been debating about like, is this in her head? Mm-hmm. Is this like, obviously forget the whole, is she doing it? Right. That's a big thing too, of course. But like, is it in her head or is it really happening? We learned it's really happening. Mm-hmm. We learned that Westview is in New Jersey. And that makes perfect sense that some sort of weird hell vortex would take place in New Jersey. Place in New yes. Jersey. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. to Atlantic, tracks, I've been Atlantic City. It all yeah. tracks. Typical. Yep. Makes sense. Typical. Yep. Yep. But, and Jackie, you might need to fill me in here because I'm not as versed on her comics. But when I heard New Jersey, I immediately thought that they were going to connect this to Kamala Khan somehow. Because I know she's, yeah, from, she's New from she's from New Jersey. And if I am correct, I love Inhumans. You know, like that's like a, one of the comics that I like will, I'll, I'll die for it any day. And people can tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. But the inhumanity storyline, what happens here and stuff like that, and it was my understanding that what happens in that kind of spawn, she's one of the people that got created because of that. Yes, yeah. So, so she... I'm wondering if the, the what's happening here is going to create. Her. We should explain. Yeah, that's Miss Marvel that they're. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking Ms. about Miss Marvel right now, who we know has a show coming. Also, mm-hmm. we should. Right, and there is a mystical mist of some type that basically the Terrigen mist. Yeah, yeah, Terrigen. I was like, I forget the word. It's the one that creates inhumans. Essentially, it creates it. It like activates a gene that you may or may not have. So if you have this gene, then it activates it, and then you are essentially a mutant, I guess, that gets terraformed. Or well, you're like an inhuman. Well, they're yeah, you're called inhuman. Yeah, they're called inhumans, but it it, it basically it's a gene that mutates that gives you powers Mm -hmm. at that. Gives you some sort of power or some weird. Only if you ever come across this gas, right? Right, as opposed to like X Men style mutants, which we can't call. We couldn't call them mutants until now. They inherit who are who are born not only well not only inherit they're born with it and it has manifested through yeah that's what I mean like it didn't require an external force to acting upon. Whereas like inhumans, this gas thing is required to activate what happens to them yeah they have this terrigen mist they have this whole ceremony and it's actually this very big commentary and classism and stuff like that and they actually at maturity go through the mist and some come out with really extraordinary abilities and some don't and the ones who don't are kind of like the muggles of <laughs> of of adelon yeah, where they live and are kind, kind of, of like put down to work in the mines and stuff and so in this storyline bad people are kind of trying to force this mist into like bombs that are kind of going off everywhere to create a bunch of people and she is a side effect of that, from what I understand. Right. So I thought, yeah. with what's happening here, and now that we know that this is a real, tangible thing that's happening in ways, at least the place is real, and we see a real force field, all these things, which also goes to another whole thing I've just gone down and saying that we'll get into, I guess. But I think that it's possible that in the destruction of what's happening here, maybe that's where we're going to kind of get uh, Ms. Marvel's creation, which is kind of cool, if that is the case. You know, since yeah, Inhumans obviously hasn't gone for the Marvel Universe where they wanted it to go. Oh, do you mean in, in <laughs> trying to contain or deal with Westfield that that's how we're going to, you know, something will happen and that's how we're going to mm-hmm. get Ms. Marvel? I think there's going to be some or we get more some sort of, mm-hmm. more I think, Inhumans, whatever. Right. And that's the thing is like, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think if this, if they introduced mutants and, and they classified Kamala Khan as, as a mutant, I would feel like there'd be an uproar about that because she's not. You know what I mean? So I feel like, and we've waited this long to get mutants, but. I guess, but I don't really think it's that different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's your mutants are never created. So it's, you know, it's like that kind of thing where it's like, where's. Yeah. But I guess human, like, even so. as a fan of, of, of hers, and maybe it's because I don't have a obsession with inhumans or anything. Cause I don't, I don't think I've ever read it actually. So I don't really know, but I think, I don't know. It wouldn't bother me if they changed that about her. Yeah. I'd be annoyed. I'd be annoyed. For the sake of the Marvel cinematic slash streaming universe. 
they are going to pick one title for people. I don't think we're going to get think? mutant, especially especially because of the way that they had to structure Avengers, and you know they couldn't at the time because of all the 20th Century Fox, like before they acquired them stuff, they couldn't call them mutants. And I don't think they're going to go back now and be like, actually, there are also these things called mutants and these things called Inhumans. Like I think they're just going to pick one term, an umbrella, everybody going forward under it. You know, we're not going to go yeah. back and be like, oh, Scarlet Witch was a mutant, but these future people are Inhumans. I think they're all just yeah. going to get called one thing. I could see that. I think that I, I almost think it's more likely that they would stay away from Inhuman storylines because the show didn't work. And then, you know, I know they brought them up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, but it didn't really go anywhere. So I almost feel like they tried. I feel like they feel like they've tried the Inhuman thing and they're kind of like, eh. And then someone like Ms. Marvel having what she has, it's like, or, you know, with what, what the powers and stuff that she gets as abilities is it's kind of a thing where like, you know, we're seeing beings in the universe that we weren't already labeling i guess you know what i mean and so it's a thing where she might just get classified as whatever scarlet witch and pietro have been classified as yeah i mean they might pick a third term right yeah yeah but who knows who knows where they're gonna go with it but it kind of got me thinking and i know dana we were talking about mephisto and you know we talked last week about this and you had mentioned that you didn't think like marvel might really go there with like that much of the you know the the devil essentially (laughs) you know what i mean which you know i still think maybe they could we'll see but I started thinking, and I, I was thinking about it a little bit before, but like, I don't know if anyone's talking about Dr. Doom yet, but I really strongly believe this is Dr. Doom now. <laughs> like, I really do. And I started thinking about it a lot, and it's like, his mother's a witch, you know, presumably knew Agatha Harkness, and he's the one of the most powerful sorcerers, and he's like a master of creating force fields and all kinds of different stuff, and he's a scientist, all these things. And he is directly responsible for manipulating her at the beginning of, Avengers disassembled, which is what leads to House of M, right? So it's like he's manipulating her. And then back when you get to the Avengers, the Children's Crusade later on, where she learns her kids are actually still alive and all that, she doesn't remember who she is and she's with him. And there's this whole whirlwind romance they're in and stuff. And I just started thinking a lot about it. And I was like, you know, we're also getting Fantastic Four. So it just, it would be interesting to me. He's such a beloved Marvel villain that if they were to do some reveal of some big bad that everyone's going to get excited about. It's like it's it's going to be someone that a lot of people know about. Right. And they are they did dumb. say that this ties into the next Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So it could be I mean I would be shocked if they introduced Doctor Doom without the Fantastic Four, right? Like that is it's it's a ballsy yeah. move. It would pay off potentially in spades, but sure. it's it would certainly be unexpected out of them to bring in a character who is so associated with one set of heroes who they have not had their chance to hit, like, you know, convert right. to the MCU yet. Yeah, and he's been such a, he's been in the movies. Obviously, we're not talking about those movies. They're yeah. so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm I just, I mean, what's the, what's the, the, the guy from one, Nip Tuck? I mean, the thing is, is like, yeah. I, he looked pretty bad. I mean, not that, like, <laughs> Oh, see, I thought he looked good in those movies. I just thought that the movie. The guy from Nip Tuck. I thought the costume looked good. I thought like I thought he looked good. He wasn't like oh, the costume was okay, but like the guy from Nip Tuck was well. The costume was okay, but I thought that the whole thing. I mean, obviously, the whole movie was very cheesy, so it's very hard to like separate the two, right? But yeah, I always think of him as so much cooler than they made him seem in that movie. He just seems so, you know. But well, and they just like linked. They made his powers really. Lame. They dumbed him down. He, he felt very cartoony in that one. I mean, but I, the magic. I, I will the magic. say that if they did, if they did do Doctor Doom here, that would be very cool, and I would be very excited about it. I you just know? think like if they were going to be building another big bad for this new era we're going into here, like Doctor Doom is one of those like classic, like 
yeah. Marvel villains that like he's just such a big deal in the Marvel universe and touches everybody. I don't know. I could see it happening, and I, I like the idea of getting into that love story if we got into that because it, it and it's a it's you know it's dark and it's very not you know so they they probably would change things about it. But but yeah, it's, it's, it's not healthy. No. It's not a healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's very <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. I mean, it's very it's, it's manipulation one on one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but it would be interesting to me if they went there and and then of course I was watching at the end of it, we got like a teaser for like the rest of the season or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I was watching that and I was like, it was just like watching, I swear, I, there's a shot that I'm like, I think that's Dr. Doom. <laughs> like I, I just, I don't, I went there in my mind and I just got very into it and I, who knows? I mean, I, you know, totally wrong, but I mean, it made me think you that. know, it could fit. It, it, it would it, could it, fit. Yeah. It's not it would that be it, a more I practical mean, approach. It, yes. It would be a more practical approach. It would be, it, it would be interesting. It would make me in some ways happy. I definitely want there to be some sort of villain that isn't Wanda, I guess, because the whole like hysterical woman thing is just mm. kind of not something I want them to go with, right? I mean, I'm torn on that though because like, I am a little Wanda torn because I think so the emotion. Powerful. And honestly, like, I mean, the the dead vision at the end and her face broke my heart, right? And so I think she would do an amazing job of if this is just like her own breakdown, right? And has nothing to do with a villain. But I don't know. I go back to Avengers Disassembled, right? Before House of M and it's like we think about I mean, it's been a minute since I've fully read that. But she's got like a dark passenger inside of her for some of this, like where she starts doing the bad things where they have to actually kind of like exercise the spirit out of her. And it's it's this thing where it's like Doom and her had been trying to work together to so that she could be happy, essentially, right? And it's this thing where it goes kind of wrong and gives her so much power that she becomes kind of like a goddess, right? And so where she can start creating things and this and that. And it's it's kind of like we are seeing here the little seeds of... We, we don't know if there's something behind with, with the, the twins, you know, growing inside of her at supersonic speed and coming out, that kind of stuff. But we see her create that stork. We see her create those butterflies, like actually bring them to life, which is a... which. Because at the time when we were, like last week when we talked about this, I wasn't convinced that this was a real thing. So mm-hmm. her creating that stuff, this is a world she's constructed and it's like none of it's really real maybe. Maybe or maybe it's like the cell like I was saying. But now that it's like this is a physical place and we don't know if there's illusion and imagery happening within there that's not real. But these are real people are in there and real things are involved here. So it's this thing where I'm like, if she's doing that and it was really happening and we saw it biting it, you know. <laughs> Monica Rambeau's leg and stuff like that. I'm kind of like, and she heard it like squawking. She was aware it was there as well. Like, you know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, it's just in Wanda's head or something. So it's just hard, to, you know, where well, do you draw but I, but I also think that Wanda, I mean, Wanda in the comics can create illusions for people that are so real that they believe them. Yeah, in their head. Which, and she did it in the movie too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, There's so, a difference between like a butterfly and a stork and then like a whole human being who has, she has no, you know, whatever, but nothing see, to draw from there. Right. I mean, we're assuming that the twins will be real, right? We don't know that yet, but I, I'm going to bet that they are because, you know, they are in the comics. And I don't Oh, see, I'm going to bet that they're not hmm. because I just think it's going to be a super complicated thing for them to explain going forward. I, I don't think that prevents her character from having twins later or something along those lines. And then, you know, but I just... Yeah, I don't know. I get the sense that in the in the world that the MCU has built, having to explain away these twins is going to be very challenging. And it could it's just an easy like, oh, memory wipe like this was not ever real. That's my 
I'm probably going to regret these words. I feel like you're going to end up being right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, 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 I take think, the bet. But see, that's the beauty is we don't know. And, yeah. and like everything is so plausible. You know what I mean? Like it's plausible that they would just, you know, at some point like pull the plug and everything that happened w- wasn't real. It's also plausible that Dr. Doom's involved and he helped her create creation powers, you know, or Mephisto or or maybe she's just more powerful here for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot that could be happening. Yeah, I think yeah. the the reason I'm leaning towards they can't, not can't, but they won't be real is that one, Vision can't procreate. So if they do have to explain it that it was Mephisto or Doctor Doom, you know, you're going to have to deal with some pretty touchy explanations. Well, D- Mephisto is, oh God, I hate to say it, it's less rapey, possibly. Not that it's not against her will, but I would assume that the Doctor Doom scenario might involve like a physical interaction as opposed to the Mephisto one, which is like, yeah, now she's pregnant with demons. Oh, gone. I Who guess knows? I still assume that it's magic-y in some way, that yeah, she just she, she has, has the creation powers, which is mm-hmm. why it's, it was so sped up you know what i mean yeah, i think i think she manifested them i think that i think i'm leaning toward we don't know you know and this we also learned actually while watching the blip and all that we also learned exactly how quickly after endgame that this took place which yeah. is also something immediately we know yeah. exactly like yeah. immediately after mm-hmm. uh so while spider-man's i guess far from home is kind of taking place like similar timelines here and we don't know where we see wanda i think the last time we see her at endgame she is at tony stark's funeral but we don't know what she does immediately after it. And it's something where I guess I'm just now, because I'm thinking the doom stuff, I'm picturing her leaving all of that and then just kind of being like, well, now what? You know, and kind of going and like, I don't know, we, maybe she goes off and she's trying to find purpose doing this or that, whatever. And I could see her meeting the mysterious Dr. Doom who like, you know what I mean? Because because she seeks him out in the comics, but you know, presumably- She might even seek him out here. Because the thing she is- She might is seek like, him out and learn there's well, a source maybe- for her. You She's know, trying might... to find a way to bring back Vision without the stone, right? And, yeah. you know, have some sort of powers to well, do Well, because he is an android and he's, you know, so it's a thing where it's like maybe she's like, I'm trying to just bring Vision back. And then I think it's something that kind of could, could have spiraled out of control. And I agree that, you know, creating a stork and creating a, a butterfly out of tangible things painted and this and that is different than creating a human inside of you. But I also think that, like, those moments in the in the show, the stork was, you know, comedy, sure. But... I think that like they're showing us for a reason that she can create life out of that's fair that's possible and you know yes she creates images in people's heads people think they're real but like i I look at this different we see her do that in ultron in this world too where she's kind of showing them images of like this is what's going to happen and them making them go crazy in their heads in ultron but like in this to me this is she created something that thing was there and you know the image of what everyone's seeing may be in their heads or who knows maybe they're in there and it's just wandering around this town is like because we also see she finds that helicopter which we was a little helicopter but it's the drone and we see that it d it it like went back in time and looked like one would look like in the 60s or 50s whatever she found it right yeah it fit the sort of there's also that interesting piece but then when rambo gets booted out of it she didn't turn back modern day she Mm -hmm. looked 70 so i thought that was kind of interesting that it doesn't work both ways which is kind of you know something to think about we're going to take a quick break and be right back I think one thing that was interesting to me is I never considered the idea up until this episode that Monica was there on accident. You know? yeah, I mean, me she's neither. not quite on accident in that she has gone to this place. She knows something's up. But I didn't. I never thought of the fact that like, oh, she didn't get sent in on a mission or she wasn't there trying to retrieve. Right. It's just like she fell into the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I thought that it was intentional that she was there for sure. Because I think, Jackie, we touched last time and you were mentioning like we were, t- we were talking about her reaction to hearing Ultron and all this stuff. And it felt to you like it was a 
oh, I'm just realizing this. And to me, I was like, oh, no, I think it was like she's trying to get into Wanda. But then it's now we see the circumstances and it's, it's very interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. I so. still, because we still, I still don't know what it was. Like, we still don't know if she got in there. She might have had to relearn. Her memory might have been. Well, she's also know. just come out of the blip, right? So sure. It's like she's so probably still forgotten a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. It's probably and, a and, lot, uh, well, and, you know. And presumably, I mean, depending on how involved S.W.O.R.D. was with things, I mean, what does she really know about the Scarlet Witch at that point? I mean, she probably knows a decent amount of their working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff, but we don't know if they've even ever interacted in the past. We don't know if they've, <laughs> you know, we have, we know nothing. Yeah, we yeah, know so nothing. It's, it's just, it's just a fun ride, you know, and again, I'm nervous. It's a like, totally it's like, fun oh, ride. This, yeah, if it goes somewhere that I'm going to hate, I'm going to be disappointed. I was slightly just, disappointed you know? that all of the neighbors seemed to be just like normal folk who were like kidnapped. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting there to be more. I wanted there to be a little more, like, yeah, significant. Yeah, but you notice, like, you notice that Agnes, Captain Han, doesn't have, she didn't have, like, a She didn't have one, and I did notice that. They don't know who she is. So some people are there. Like, and Dottie isn't even on the board. So, like, that blonde. I noticed that also. So I am excited to find out who those people are and there is something to find out. Right. And regardless of, again, her powers can go to a place where they could do whatever they want with her powers, really. But there is this force field. And we haven't seen yet anything that suggests that Wanda could create something like that, just and alters time and reality. And she's created, you know, so it feels like no matter what's happening, whether there's a big bad in the show or not, I still think it's planting the seeds for someone. Like, I think that she will have worked with someone, whether it's Doom, Mephisto, or someone, whether they appear in the show or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that it'll start planting the seeds early here for a big, huge thread they're going to weave similar to what they did with the Infinity Stones. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think I think it makes sense that they would want to do that. Well, and they're clearly really good at it. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, there are two characters I really want to talk about in terms yeah. of threading things together, and that is the return of Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis. Yes! That's what it was basically. I was going to be like, and Kat Dennings <laughs> was back, and I was so happy. She was <laughs> Finally. Perfect. It was so wonderful. Yeah, they were both great. And, I, and yeah, it was And AJ Moon was, was to... so good, and... He learned yeah. his trick finally. I know that's all everyone has been talking about. I know. I'm so happy for him. It was fun to see them kind of get their moment because they're both such fun takeaway characters from their respective movies that, that don't really get a lot of clout. You know what I mean? They're just mm-hmm. kind of there. Totally. You know, they're there for comic relief kind of. And it was really fun to kind of have the episode kind of like center around them a lot. in ways. And I like loved fun. that, you know, when she's in that truck and they're, she's asking everyone, she's like, oh, so they have no idea what's happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can I get the coffee? Can I? I was a little bit worried that tonally she might not work, but I was like, no, actually, when you pair the two of them together, they both fit within the universe, but are a little bit more of a comic relief oftentimes. Because I feel like Jimmy Woo is like a very earnest character as opposed to Darcy, who is so jaded about everything. And so having both of them there, is, it's, it's a good match. And I'm like, I'm on a buddy comedy with the two of them. No, it's so good. I love when she figures out the TV thing, you know, pretty immediately. And she's like, not a flat screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one. And she, I think it was her who said the line about cosmic uh, microwave background mm-hmm. radiation. Mm-hmm. Again, in the comics, that's how the Fantastic Four get their powers. So I'm just saying, just putting it out there. But fair, fair. the fact that they like brought it in there, you know, I, it's, it's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for next week. I think... If this, the the in-theme, like, in-TV show stuff had carried on any longer, I would have grown a bit tired of it. So I was very relieved that they just were like, okay, pause. 
we're going to take you outside of this little world and explain a little bit more what's going on. Not too much because you're still confused as hell, but, you know, give you a taste of, okay, like here are some of the elements that you should now be on the lookout for as well. Like now we know, okay, everything inside her vision of the world is altered a little bit, right? Like the drone is different looking. So now we're on lookout for like props and things like that. Like what could this be outside the bubble? Yeah. And I think um, it was just... I, I mean, I'm so excited to see what Monica says, you know, since we didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that we would get that immediately. And then we spent a whole episode and didn't get anything from Monica, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, good, because we got so much information, but it was still mm-hmm. at the end. I still wanted more. Right. Because then yeah. I'm like, oh, but I want to know what Monica says. Okay. I agree. And I'm excited to see where she's going to go. And she doesn't even know, apparently, unless she's just pulling her legs, but she doesn't even know who she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2 as far as like what version of her hero she's going to be. Because Monica goes through a couple different iterations. But I did notice on Maria's picture, didn't I think it said Maria Photon Rambo. It did, yeah. Which is interesting because Photon is one of the code names Monica uses as a superhero in life. So I was wondering if like, oh, maybe we're going to go with Photon. Because maybe we're going to be like, I'm gonna, this is an homage to my mother. Mm-hmm. Or if she's going to do something else. It's not that it really matters, but I'm just interested. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. To I mean, they definitely that. paused on that too. But it, it could partially be like, just because it was a picture of her mother. But still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and we do know that Ms. Marvel is going to be in Captain Marvel 2 as well. Mm-hmm. So it even makes me think that I wonder if, kind of like how, like not to this level, I guess, but kind of how Netflix used Rosario's character, Rosario Dawson as Claire in mm-hmm. Daredevil and those shows to kind of weave a thread through them a little bit. I almost wonder if we're going to actually see Monica Rambeau like appearing in Ms. Marvel and appearing, you know, kind of appearing well, in different shows. I've heard it's possible like Jimmy Woo might serve that role instead. That'd be cool too, yeah. Which I think could make sense in terms of, you know, yeah, yeah, possibly both. But but since he likely does not gain powers eventually, he's sort of the new Coulson, right? Like we have the sort of average every person to, to, I assume also to help guide the reader or not reader, but the viewer in terms of like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. And honestly, like because because of Darcy's little drop with the name drop here for Fantastic Four stuff, I would love if she was in Fantastic Four and it was kind of you know like I I would love if this kind of served as like a launching point for them to kind of go off to these other parts of the franchise. I mean, I would be. I so don't see why not. If that's what happens. I don't see why not. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, I, I will don't be see too. why not. I, I don't see why not. But it seems you know with Monica. Why create new characters when you have plenty we love? Totally, and maybe Monica will kind of. <laughs> The answer is actor contracts. (laughs) But but we never know. Maybe Monica will kind of start also taking up like the role that someone that like Nick Fury was for S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe she's going to start kind of being that that character that's going to appear. And, you know, who knows? I I really like the actress and I was excited about it. So I'm overall just feeling excited to see where things go. Yeah, exactly. I loved the episode. I had a very good time watching it and I'm very much looking forward to the next one. Do we think... The next one will be another in narrative or in in theme. Are we getting the 80s basically in the next episode? Or do we think we're getting another sort of narrative? Hey, here's what's happening in the greater world or a split. I think it's going to split. I think they're going to split from here on out until until we get to the point. I think what we're going to get is a split. But I think that every episode is going to be less and less of a sitcom than the one before it. Because Mm -hmm. I think that obviously we're seeing these cracks. We're seeing Wanda figure out well kind of panicked not panicked but like upset or like you know that like okay people are infiltrating this this thing that i think i have control of or whatever it is and so we're going to start seeing i think a lot of that breakdown in her head of kind of like shit my plan's not working or whatever it is that's happening is not is not withholding right so 
I think we're going to get a lot more. Now that they kind of fired on all cylinders like this, they can't just go back and be like, hey, here's an 80s sitcom for 20 minutes and we're not going to get I it. I you know? think we riot if they do. Yeah, I don't think that they – maybe they would, but I don't think they I, would. I think, I don't think the next episode move. is going to be about 20 minutes of 80s and then like eight minutes of being like, oh, no, yeah. let's start explaining it again. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But it starts um, to unravel probably is what actually happens, right? Sure. It's like, oh, yeah, she – you know, people more and more things break the kind of illusion for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, and she's kind of, we're seeing her, the cracks and stuff forming bigger and stuff. So I don't think that we're going to get anything like we had of season one, or episode one and two again. But I think that, yeah, I could see it being heavily 80s, but I think we're going to be split. I also, right I think we're going to run out of distinctive television styles pretty soon. Like we said, like once you get to the 2000s, I think it's going to be harder yeah. to, unless they really, again, I'm just praying for my reality show yeah. episode. Well, I was going to say, I feel like they could go, I mean, they might. They might go into like what was really popular, like Modern Family and things like or that. Like twenty four. Really popular. Remember twenty four um, being really. Oh, twenty four could be good. Like an action episode, you know. Yeah. Oh, you mean going away from sitcoms and going into like a different. What was show. popular at the time? Oh, you know, because yeah, sitcoms. No, weren't... I guess they've all been sitcoms though. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like '90s into 2000s. You have like Friends. You have like Will and Grace, Seinfeld, Frasier, all that stuff in the '90s into early 2000s. And then you get like Modern Family, and then you get uh, like, like, like the Big Family Bang, was Big a lot Bang later. Theory. Yeah, I don't remember. Big Bang but Theory, I... things like that. Like I feel like you, you you get to those places, and I feel like if we had to go that far, I think they would stick with that. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, either way, we'll we'll find out. We'll yeah, we will. We're at episode four, right? So we have like five more, or is that what it is? I don't think so. I is there only eight? Remember. I thought there were nine. There are eight. So we are halfway there through. Eight. Okay, so we're halfway through. Yeah. Right. It always goes by too quickly. I mm. Dana's like, I don't know. I kinda want my answer. I do I really don't know. I don't like I don't feel <laughs> for Mandalorian, I was like, inject it into my veins when's the next episode, when's the next episode. This one I'm like, okay. Like I'm now I'm more excited for the next one, but I'm not sort of chomping at the bit. In part, I think because I know it's gonna be God knows how long between the next Marvel thing we get. Because I don't think this is gonna tie super heavily into like Falcon Winter Soldier. You know, I, I I'm sure it will relate somehow, but the the greater Marvel storyline moving forward is clearly delayed for a while. And so I'm just like, Yeah, we'll get what we get. No, it's true because like, and then we also talked about Loki and like it kind of being a different Timeline. Loki doesn't have to push things forward, right? Yeah, Loki that we've gone into, exists. and so it's kind of like, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier might, and then Hawkeye. I think we, it's going to be pushing Young Avengers, Kate Bishop type stuff. But yeah, I agree that like things are delayed, so now it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I think I'm most excited in the next phase is for well, honestly, Eternals. Like, I want the new characters, right? Like, I think we've spent yeah. and and Thor: Love and Thunder is. And we were supposed to get I'd... Eternals before this, so I'm like, right. now I'm questioning how much it matters. Yeah, that's the bigger so problem. I'm kind of sad about that. Right. <laughs> I really want it, so I, I, I'll be there right right away. I've right. Been, I've, man, that the line, the comic line that that movie sounds like it's based on is just incredible. No game and stuff. So it's like, I mean, I can't wait. But it, yeah, if it's not gonna, maybe it will. Who knows? I, we don't know. Maybe it's it's hard, yeah. but I'm very yeah. excited. I've I've been enjoying it very much. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it every Friday just because I I do want these answers. So I'm in the middle of that where like I've I've agreed. I'm super excited and I like watch it right away and I want the answers. Uh, and I can't wait to see what theories swirling in my heads and other people's heads are correct or incorrect or whatnot. But yeah, it is kind of sad to think we might have to be like waiting longer than we're used to for, you know. Although yeah. there were lots of gaps in between the other Marvel films too. We just didn't quite know any different at the time. But now that we've yeah. seen what they do with a huge narrative and how successful they did it, now it's like, I want it all. Just give it all to me. <laughs> I think it's also because we know we're at a phase break. 
you know, yeah. we know we're at the it's, closing it's, of one chapter. And so it's like, well, that's it's kind of exhausting thinking about starting a new story. Honestly, after I mean, I would if I were them, I, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. But I mean, even as a viewer. Exhausted. Well, but that's why I think in some ways we got a break because. It was oversaturation. I, it was. It was oversaturation. There was a point where I was like, okay, it's. Yeah. And it still arguably more. is, but it's but I'm more receptive. I'm more ready for it right now. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine their murder board, you know, like giant like post-its and red string and all that stuff. They're trying to be like, okay, well, if this had to move, then what do we move? And you know, how does uh, this impact the sort of I just I don't envy that. Well, and I think we we mentioned when we were theorizing about this a couple of weeks ago that maybe there are things in in Eternals that would have clued us in more to what was going on earlier on, or something like maybe there's something that kind of we don't know. Mm-hmm. And they thought, well, viewers will still get it, so it's fine. We can push Eternals and this and that. We don't know. But yeah, I'm so curious because you have to just be like, well, we can't show this before this. We can't show this before that. We can't. It's just got to be one. And you're talking about different teams here, too. So it's like we're, you know, like Feige's helming the MCU stuff, but we're looking at the people making the television shows versus making the movies versus it's like it's. it's well, and you, I mean, we saw how badly it broke down in Star Wars, right? And they only had three movies to tell a story, right? And they couldn't manage that trilogy very well. So it's like seeing it, Marvel have to kind of like juggle this like larger story as well as they do. It's really impressive. It's a testament to the powers that be at Marvel. Although I do think Marvel gets a little more, I mean, Star Wars at any point could have been like, and we're introducing all these things, blah, blah, blah. But like Marvel does have a lot to draw on in terms of, all right, well, here's like 50 different ways you can reset something. Here's 50 different storylines that were already written by a bunch of very talented people. Like we don't have to try and. I mean, I will make the argument and that Extended Universe was fantastic and they got rid of it. So that was their choice. Oh, yeah. um, Yes. Yeah. That's for Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of those novels were fantastic. And some of those comics were incredible. So, I mean, they had stories they could have redone or, that's you know, that's been I'll, part I'll... of it. But they decided not to. And that's their choice, right? But then, you know, then they fumbled pretty badly. But also, I think as Star Wars fans, we are this. And I say we. I know the three of us aren't necessarily this way, but maybe we are. But, like, as a collective, we are, like, this fan base of just kind of a vile fan base who, like, think yeah, we're, like, say, owed we're, something. Star Wars fans are assholes. Like, like we like, think we're, like, owed something that, like, we didn't earn. That is just kind of, like, they're telling the stories. Let's watch them. We like them or we don't. But, like, we, we take, like, a personal offense if something goes not our way in Star Wars. I'm guilty of it sometimes, too. And, like, I think, like, it's it's the harder audience to please. You know, because Maybe. everybody But if they were telling like, better stories, I don't think that they would have this problem. Or at least as big. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Marvel's done a lot of turds that we just kind of brush right over because there's so many movies. Well, because there's so much content. And and hopefully we'll be be getting a lot more Star Wars content. So it'll be easier when they have duds, I think, you know, in some ways. But it's all, yeah, no, totally. But then it's also the difference of like, well, it's the difference of like when you're drawing from something that already exists and then you have to please the people. But you could have gone with you. There was a great story about Jason and Gina and, you know, Han and Leia's kids, like the whole no, totally. thing was really interesting and really cool. And you could have done those movies, but instead you decided to do a whole new thing, which fine. And then it was terrible. Oh, totally. Well, you know, I mean, I think that there there were things about the new trilogy that I don't think were terrible, but I think that like in general, it's like when you talk about when we're talking about adaptations versus new Star Wars has always kind of been like new stuff for the most part and then now fitting with each other but when you do base on something too you do open up to like 
you know, an adaptation, like, like you do, like the risk you take doing an adaptation, of course, and it's just a different kind of risk, I guess, than making a new story, but I don't know that it's like a greater or worse risk, you know? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they decided to do that and then it ended yeah. up badly, you know? I mean, so, I don't, so for me, I'm the argument someone... that Marvel has more content doesn't make sense. I'm not someone who necessarily subscribes to the idea that it ended up badly. You know, I, I think there was yeah. certainly incoherence between the three of the latest ones that probably could have been ironed out a little bit. But I, the last movie I'm still a little about. I was about but, to say uh, a little bit. I mean, the last movie. No, so obviously bad. there's a lot, but but I still, I like it you know, the every, second, middle one. every time we came out of the do, theater, but though, I, I still don't. And I, I still, you know, and it's fine. We don't have to go into this Star Wars argument. I know. This is like we, a several hour totally, long. We yeah. can have this argument another time. You know, write us an email or send us a tweet if you want to hear all of our opinions about all the Star Wars things. But Yes, or just um, look through our timelines because yeah, they're full of them. Or just see how we feel about it. But yeah. I, I do think the one thing I do want to note about that is I think as comic fans, right, especially of superheroes and super whatever, you are trained to go, oh, the universe has been reset all right, no problem. You yeah, know, like fine. this no thing has deal. happened. Like, that's okay, true. cool. No, no problem. I don't care. You know, this character's been recast. That's, that's oh, where my mind's Of course, they're in a different like, body. They, they like, die, they you know. Back. And it's so like, you know. I do think that it does allow for certain things to happen and we are more accepting of them because we are trained in some yeah. ways from very early on to go, well, yeah, this is a, you know, this is just the universe they live in. There's an explanation yeah. as opposed to if you'd completely recast a Luke yeah. Skywalker or moved on, we would have been a little like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I can totally. That, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But uh, moving on to something less contentious <laughs> that we still might disagree on is uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And I did actually end up getting a chance to watch Untucked. And I think oh, my you? biggest, yeah, my biggest question is why are they not incorporating Untucked more into this content of the regular week? Because I, I was a little bit too. bored by. I, I, I thought this episode like, was boring, so but I thought Untucked because... was entertaining. <laughs> Untucked was so much more entertaining than the actual show that I was like, why did you bother saving this all for Untucked? Because not right. everyone watches Untucked. And I only watched Untucked this week because the last couple have been boring. So the mm -hmm. only the only reason why I watched this one is because my friends who watched the show were like, oh, you have to watch Untucked this week. Right. And I don't feel like we had 90 minutes or however many, you know, with commercials worth of content in the main episode to justify. And I don't know if it's because Rue is trying to weave this sort of like, hey, everyone get along, blah, blah, moment during the regular show in quotes. And then Untucked is this sort of like yeah. stepchild that's like, yeah. OK, but they can get messy there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, and I, I guess they don't usually I mean, they, they do. Well, no, they do show a, a decent amount, but they don't show like huge amounts of scene work usually in the room while those things well you know all that's actually i mean they do on, the winners so and the loser be... cuts so that's why it's mm -hmm. so obvious who's gonna win and who's gonna lose because like yeah. you can see the cut you know what i mean like oh yeah. we're talking to this person and we're hearing their hard story so either they win or they lose yeah and then you can we spend a lot of time with them there's a reason yeah yeah i was really sad that my joey j is already gone um, I, yeah. thought, I, thought, I thought that joey would stick around longer I thought so too, but my number one question is how upset were you, Matt, that Joey just did not understand the poison ivy joke? Like just oh, complete I, lack God, that of was cultural so reference. I was, I was like, Do you really still love upset. Joey J because <laughs> Yeah, I mean I I liked Joey J. I was a fan of Joey J and I still am, but that was honestly, I don't know what was worse. Not intentionally doing it, <laughs> not understanding that people thought you did it, or or just not accepting that it was actually doubly punny. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like, what, I think the was not like, accepting was... It was like, all of it was bad, but it was well, like, Nicole's... Oh, redeem yourself. Redeem. No, which is, Nicole, Nicole was right. Was bad, Nicole was just we like... about. Oh, yeah. 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 And then Nicole was just like, lie. 
Okay. Yeah. Just, just be like, smile oh, and nod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was, it was like, so... cause it was just so awkward. It was just like, why? Yeah. It was just weird why you were like rejecting this. Like even just be like, honestly, didn't think of it that way, but I'm going to go with it. Like, you know, just kind of like, you know, like, like, you can, you know, or you, you could just give one that. of those. You, you could, could even do one of those. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like thinking. play up the moment. Yeah. Be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Totally. It doesn't yeah. have to be like this. But That's he's all like, you'd have okay. to do. And people yeah. would laugh and move on yeah. and it would be fine. Yeah. You know. So that was, that was hurtful, I will say. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I was. I thought of, I thought of you, Matt, because I was like, oh, nope. You're going to have to reevaluate your, your. Drop down the list. You don't, yep. you don't insult Pamela Isley. That's that's for sure. <laughs> not, not in my presence. No. I mean, I, I liked Got Mix outfits, but I, I wasn't as obsessed with them as Rue seemed to be, which was what was Yeah, I, I wasn't as into them either. I thought, I liked them okay, but honestly, again, it was, another good, strong, but... it was a strong Utica week for me. I, I'm really into Utica now. <laughs> I, think it is, so I just think Utica's happened. hysterical. I don't know. I, well, I, just... and I thought it was, I knew Got Mick was going to win because of the, the cut, right? It was, like, it was very mm-hmm. obvious. But I thought that Utica should have. And I like God. I did too. Quite a bit. But I just. No, didn't. I thought Utica should have taken it. I mean, the fact that she was able to, like, I mean, Nicole even said this, right? But the fact that she was able to make that amazing, warm fitted sleeping bag outfit in the same amount I of thought, time it took yeah. what's her face to glue uh, the, the so bags Lala. onto a corset. How like, was Lala Ree not? Stop it. Like, how was and Lala Ree? Like, how is Lala Ree still here, though? After that. And, that and, and so yes, offensive. she did so have a Lala better. Lala Ree was funny though. Like I thought Lala Ree was very like this is the first time I've started paying attention to Lala Ree. I agreed. Well, I liked, liked Lala Ree, and but... I was like, and I do think she had the better lip sync, but I still think anyone who shows that on the catwalk should get sent home. I just think that was that was like was embarrassing, kind of like... and you didn't even try. Like she clearly gave up. Yeah, I could I could imagine though being in the workroom, being surrounded, being like freaking out, and just being like, I don't, I don't know, and just slapping it. I'm not saying it was. Oh, I can imagine it. I just mean I I could totally. I'm not saying I wouldn't go there, but I you still think you should go home. I'm not saying I wouldn't have been that person. I'm just saying that I think that they should go home when they do. Yeah, to be clear, I would get eliminated on the first week, (laughs) but I would deserve it. (laughs) Like you know. But then I think I think what irritated me, it's not that, and it could just be the edit as well, because I did like her personality for the first time. I didn't, I just never knew her. In the yeah, she, I mean, she didn't leave an impression. Right. But this one, I think what it was, was honestly, some crazy, I don't, I didn't see or hear anything that I remember of her kind of openly feeling a lot of shame about this and like explaining what happened, even though I don't like excuses. I don't want you to be like, oh, you know, but it mm-hmm. was just kind of like, just stood there and kind of hoped that they wouldn't notice or something and just yeah. didn't say much about it. And I was like, you should. You need to be like, I'm sorry, this is terrible. Yeah. But like, this is what happened. <laughs> like, whatever. But like, I wanted her to, but she just didn't. Maybe it's the edit. I don't know. But there was just no commentary on it. And I didn't I think mean, they were harsh enough. I mean, she did say, like, I it. thought, I didn't think they were harsh enough. Like, I just, they were, they, uh, I, they, well, we, we didn't they, see them being harsh that's enough. That's true. They may have, like, I mean, they have well, read exactly. That's yeah. true. I have, yeah, that's true. Because, and maybe they're, they're getting honestly, they've read the riot act to other people for, yeah, way for better, less, lesser offenses. I mean, Rue <laughs> even said, Yeah, because maybe they were, maybe they were really harsh because we didn't even see Rue's critique, I don't think of her at all. Because I remember it no, skipped over and I was like, I was like, I want to see what Rue has to say. But then at Rue was like, saw one of the best and then one of the worst outfits that's ever walked this runway. He like, she and said it was. that before, and it, yeah. and it, and absolutely true. I mean, you know, it wasn't even, it just, it was just bags glued on a corset. I mean, to it be was... fair, I'm going to forget. With the Barbies, just glued to the corset, and she went home first. Oh. Vangie. Vangie, Vangie. her first season, yeah. they had one of these, and so she oh. glued a bunch of Barbies, Barbies. To, a, remember that. to a corset, and then yeah. 
you know, she got sent home, which like fair, right? And this was worse. This was actually worse I mean, than that. Album. It's like I, I think like they said, cut the bags open or yeah, something. I mean, Just that do was fair. something. Do Take the something. handles off. Do well. That's anything. what. That's what. At least Kenny's outfit was terrible. It was horrifying, right? And it looked yeah. terrible on her and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. But she at least somewhat tried. This felt yeah. like I gave up completely. I yeah. glued a couple of bags to a corset and then yeah, I just wanted, did a I just really wanted good more... face makeup and just yeah. it. I just wanted more accountability, I guess. But either way, it, this episode and Untucked more deeply solidified uh, that I am not a fan of Candy Muse. Nope. And not I don't yeah. understand well, Candy's think... obsession with Candy Muse. No. Like, I don't get it. I don't get well, the Well, and Candy, Candy does not have the outfits to survive much longer, honestly. Well, like but but she keeps talking like everything Candy's I do is gold. Decent TV, ta- well, no, I don't. Oh, it's true. But like, but they're the antagonist, right? And, mm-hmm. and so it's she knows what she's doing. You know, she's not bad for the show. I'm not mad that she's on it. It's just this thing, right? But who like, would go after Tamisha? Like, honestly, that was so dumb. Yeah. Tamisha's gonna knock your ass out. Like, yes, right. like I was disappointed was too was with like... with Tamisha this week too. But I, but I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. like you're coming for the wrong the wrong girl here. But because I, I really like her. And I expected more this week for sure. I mean, I I think I said it earlier. Like week. she's she's one of my favorites. However, I don't see her going much further because she yeah. like as a person like a mental block or like yeah, a, yeah. You know, there's something going just, on there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Unless she has a crazy breakthrough, but I just am not necessarily seeing. You that know, who I'm momentum. still over Tina Burner. I hate her. I'm so over oh, yeah. it. She's I don't so mind annoying. Tina. I, I'm like, yeah. She, if she goes, I won't be sad. But I'm not like annoyed by her yet. Anyway, oh, I'm just kind of like whatever. I, I mean, Candy Muse has taken over for me in terms of. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm just like, new. I guess, is okay, the fine. Only Candy, in my mind, so. Candy's yeah. higher, but I just dislike. Yeah. I was pretty bored. I was pretty bored by the show. I was too. I, I was like, fine to be watched. I wasn't like, oh, when is this over? But I but I was just kind of like, eh, we're kind of back to this like lackluster. Yeah. Know, last week was so good. And so, kind of sad. But again, if the. Untucked stuff had somehow found its way into the actual episode a little bit more. I think it would have been a stronger episode for sure. And I only, like I said, I we, we talked about the Untucked stuff, but I only watched it because my my I have Sling right now, and they record it as one, and it just like auto, it just Please. kept going, and I didn't even realize I was just kind of like doing stuff, and then it was on, and then they were yelling, and I was like, okay, so I watched it, but I don't think I would have voluntarily watched it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mine does the same thing, and I the only reason I watched it, uh, one of the episodes earlier this season, it just sort of kept playing, and I was looking for something else, and I watched it, I was like, okay, fine, but it's yeah. because you two said, watch Untucked, and I would not have bothered otherwise. Yeah, right. Yeah. I really think it would have made much more sense to incorporate it into well, the main so storyline. Because, because now, if we're going to get into, and I know the whole thing is, girl, if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half a story or whatever, right? But we're going to go into another week presumably with some beef and unless they're going to show some sort of little flashbacks to untucked or something if you don't watch untucked we're going to kind of assuming that we'll that have no Andy idea and, and tanisha yeah. are, are not just great terms the next day we're going to be like wait what you know like so it's 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 like they're almost just trying to find a way to make it more necessary to watch it but it always just kind of reminds me of america's next top model decided they were doing the oh no it was sorry it was project runway decided they were doing the show about the models that would mm-hmm. yeah it. and it was just kind of like oh you tried it but like but oh, now yeah. they're gonna start trying to make it so like you need the content in there i'm like you better not do that to me because this is a two-hour episode now. it's and so it's so long, long. i'm it's just so movie. willing to commit the full time movie to you know yeah. it's, full it's movie more with than one, a lot with, of movies yeah. well totally but like with like a full two hours with one elimination right you know like not saying i need a bunch of people going home every week but the formula stays right it's just too long 
Well, I don't think there was a ton more to say about it. But speaking of movies that are too long, <laughs> Penguin, Penguin Bloom. It wasn't even that long, but it felt very long. Yeah. This is, ugh, it's so on the nose. But Jackie, I would love to know what you think of it. <laughs> um, I mean, I always want to know what you think of all the movies. But since this one does have a topic that is, uh, you, know, you know, particularly relevant to me. Representative of, yeah. Of my peoples. Of your peoples. Uh, of obviously people. being Australians. Yeah. And magpies. <laughs> magpies and Australians are definitely my people. Um, yep. I, I mean, I obviously am completely over you know, the inspiration porn thing, right? So mm-hmm. basically any story you have with a disabled character usually involves them overcoming something to achieve something at the end that they want, didn't think was possible because obviously, you know, not being able to use your legs is, you know, you'd rather be dead, right? Yeah, your life is over is the, the message apparently. And, and what's so frustrating is if we could make movies about people, you know, wheelchair users who have normal lives and, you know, normal fulfilled lives more often than people who are injured, possibly. I mean, I think you still will go through some depression. I think it's very, you know, getting injured like that is very difficult. And I'm not trying to take away from that in any way, shape or form. But I think it would feel less like a death sentence mm-hmm. if people were aware of like how great life can be post injury um, mm-hmm. instead of thinking that they basically can't do anything. I only watched about an hour of it, mostly honestly, because my cat was attacking the screen because of the bird. Ah, much like uh, wolf walkers. Yes. <laughs> so I, you know, Rogue keeps me from watching anything that has a bird character in it. Apparently, I'm not allowed to watch those films anymore without her just attacking my screen often enough to irritate me. But of course, you know, I like, for example, my injury is T10 and her injury was T6. So T6 is a little bit higher up. So she's more injured than I am. So it, it is hard to judge, but it is, I mean, watching her get out of bed is like, I promise it's not that hard. <laughs> really, really not. And and the thing is, is like, they didn't give a good indication of like how long she had been home from rehab yet. I, I think mm-hmm. it was like a year later, but I'm not really sure, you know, as someone who grew up with my disability. So when I was six months old, I had spinal tumors and they cause a spinal cord injury. And so I have never walked. So for me, I've always learned how to do everything, you know, with the body I have. Right. And so I've never had to relearn everything, which I'm sure mm-hmm. is very daunting and, and, and um, very hard. Right. So I don't know how long that process takes. I don't know you know, if you go from walking to super wheelchair user in a year, I don't know how long that process generally takes, but it is always funny to see. And like, for some reason, she had an intermittent catheter, one that stayed inside her instead of just doing intermittent cathing like everyone else does. I mean, I knew very few people who had a catheter in all the time because obviously it's like very difficult to have that in all the time and have a mm-hmm. bag just your urine around you, you know, when you can just, you know, sit on the toilet and cat yourself that way, you know, so little things like that, where it's just like, clearly, either she was much more injured than I am, and like requires different things, or someone who wrote this did very little research, which is what I'm kind of leaning well, it's towards. Written, it's a true story. It's written. By it's a true person. story. Yeah. It's the only, they, but that doesn't mean they, the movie translation. Totally, yeah. I yeah, think and, that they have, I think one of them, at least they both had producer credits, I think. But who knows? Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, obviously, as someone who was injured at 
you know, six months old, I only ever learned how to do things the way that I know how to do them. So I will not, I'm trying, I don't want to take away the difficulty of having to relearn how to do absolutely everything and not Mm -hmm. having the strength probably built up yet to do those things, right? I mean, I have incredible upper body strength, right? Because I have to move myself all the time, you know, from the couch to bed, you know, all that stuff. And But I do promise you that, you know, maybe in time it will get better for her too, but I, I just can't imagine, like, it took her so long to get out of bed. And it took her, you know, it was so difficult and she needed her husband to help her put her pants on and you know what I mean? And things like that. So, and I know quads. So quad would be someone who was injured in the um, the cerebral. So C, so above where she was injured. So mm-hmm. they, I know plenty who can get dressed for themselves and get out of bed and get in, get in and out of pool even I've seen. So it is possible. I don't know how long it takes though. So it's hard to kind of judge that. Yeah, I think I think for me it was less, you know, watching it as someone who is ambulatory and has not dealt with that stuff. I was like, ah, she's making it like I, I mean, spoilers for the end of the movie. You know, she kind of comes to terms with it and realizes like life is worth living, yay! And the oh, bird metaphors—it's so on the so on the nose for me. I was like, we get it. The bird is—you're the bird. All right, congrats. I I don't know. For me, I felt like it flirted with the line of. I mean, I, you are you are right on in that it is inspiration porn in many senses. But you know, I was like, okay, well, thinking of it from the perspective of yeah, I guess it. Of course, it's going to be very hard for someone who's used to one way of life having to adjust to this other way of life. Like I will acknowledge that especially because it's based on a true story this is probably very valid to the journey that the actual person it was based on but this doesn't a movie make is my biggest thing I was like I don't why do I why do I care about this like the only interesting thing about this person is that they're having to deal with this circumstance okay like I don't I don't know I met how to do am I just like an asshole I don't know I I don't know I mean I think it's all everything being said of course totally valid I actually really enjoyed it but oh. that shouldn't shock anybody I guess because yeah. it tends to be our trajectory you have right? terrible taste but, no right. I'm right. Kidding. yeah my terrible terrible taste um I I really I and I think it comes down to and kind of Jackie you touched on it of course that we and we talked about this before but the representation right so it's like you're not saying you didn't say this of course but you're not it's like you're not saying that what's happening to her is invalid but it's just this is all we ever see so mm-hmm. oh can we get can we get more stuff more content here where it's not even about that or it's not looked at about a different thing, struggle you know, just, you know? Just, whatever right i just promise like a, there's other struggles that that right. people who use wheelchairs have it's right. not just getting out of bed in the morning totally and and you it, know? it's funny because when we were talking about the getting out of bed thing i was like i watching that scene i was <laughs> like that would but i was like that would be me like i'm over here like i have the worst arm strength of all time like i can't even do a push-up full full disclosure i've like never been able to do a push-up in my entire life and I'm like, oh my God, if I had to rely on my arms, you would build the muscle, but it, that would be a huge struggle for me. There's where I would never get out of bed because it'd be hard for me to do it. Like, and then I, you know, you get, you of course get it and stuff, but I don't know. I liked it. And I, I, I'm kind of a sucker for, obviously it was very on the nose and stuff, but when I realized it was a true story, I liked it better, but I'm a sucker for weird animal inspirations <laughs> and <laughs> I was obsessed with this magpie. My favorite thing about it, I actually looked on IMDb for something. My favorite, my favorite thing is that all of the magpies who played Penguin are on IMDb. Like, they're all Aww. credited. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, there's a see, bunch like, of them. I thought that was really cute. I, but, um, and, you know, and, and honestly, like I said, I only turned it off because my cat wouldn't stop attacking the TV, which, you know. This magpie. Yeah, I mean, it a lot. Yeah. And, and you know, Rachel, Rachel Howe seeing her is always a. She, always I mean, yeah, she was my favorite. And I really liked, Jackie, I don't know if this has already happened by the time you got there, but 
th- there were things in it that while again if we're, if we're looking past the fact that it's like it's it's annoying for lack of a better term to get another story about someone who is struggling about having to be in a wheelchair right but i like that certain things that were happening in it that were very kind of subtle but kind of about this is a you problem and it's you in your head and i like that like her son aside from her mother making comments and this and that her family her husband all this stuff they didn't see her any differently and they regretted they hated the day and regretted the day only because she changed not because of anything that happened and i like that they made points to say little things like that and i love there was a scene where she and the husband were sitting there and talking about you know something and talking about it presumably but and he was just like no, it was, it's like the, the happiest day of my life because he was just like, I spent the entire day prior thinking that you were gonna that you were going to die. So you lived and that meant I got to see you every day and I still get to you every single day. It's like the happiest thing. You know, so it's like that kind of like looking like the the family around her was looking at it in a positive kind of like, you're alive. Oh my God, thank God. And only she was like looking at it negatively. And I liked that they kept that kind of going in the way where, and the son, when he regretted the day and he, he goes to this whole thing, when she sees in the video that he was saying he took responsibility, thinking it's his fault this happened. But again, he's thinking of it as like the catalyst that is like taking his mom away mentally, mm-hmm. which again, it sucks that like we're watching a narrative that's happening. But I liked that it, it wasn't so, didn't get so cheesy for me to the point of like, Oh, full redemption. And oh, I'm this, I'm that. And blah, blah. Like you learn at the end by text that she went on and entered competitions kayaking and she actually has awards something for like adaptive surfing, things like that, whatever later on in life, which is cool. Didn't get to those points, but it was the kind of thing where it was like, she just had to get out of her head and, and learn a new way to live. But she was a surfer and it was like, it's very, very core and leg based. And it's like, I can't do the thing that I'm passionate about doing anymore. That would put me on my ass for years, you know, for, you know, presumably well, like, and the thing is, the is, idea, like there is, you know, there is adaptive surfing. If, you know, I've never done it actually, but there is, but I can also understand like, for example, like Amy Van Dyken, the Olympic swimmer, she was injured in a car accident some years ago. I don't remember exactly how many, but she's now a wheelchair user and she actually doesn't swim. And, and her whole thing is that like, you know, because she was an Olympic swimmer, you know, getting back in the water is painful because she can't do what she used to be able to do, right. right? So even though she's obviously a highly competitive individual, like I don't think you can go to the Olympics without being one, she's chosen to do other sports instead. Totally. Because, yeah. because it's it's just, it just reminds her kind of what she lost more than anything yeah. else. And then we see, and we see Naomi Watt's character kind of dealing with that and this, and I liked, I, unless I missed it, but I also like was trying to pay attention to the fact that like, I never really, I don't think she ever truly said that she wishes she died instead or wishes she was dead or wishes like all that. Just more. No, I don't think like, she ever explicitly. And I, well, not, not that she had to, but I guess I just, I like that it didn't ever go to such a dark place that way where it was like suggesting that there was a better alternative. The entire film was showing you that this is a way you can live. It's just she couldn't see it. And mm-hmm. so I guess I liked that the film seemed to me to intently focus on uh, a positive thing rather than like, you know, the kind of stories where we see someone gets uh, injured and becomes paraplegic and then kills themselves or, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. I like that it was kind of going in that. So as a viewer, I guess in this weird way, it could make an able-bodied person feel more kind of like, because it's a risk that is we all face. We could, at any time that could happen, you know, yeah. in any, any, and I got, I'm totally honest and having you been my closest friend for how many years now? it would still freak me out knowing how you live and how perfectly, how perfect your life is in so many ways. And you do everything that I do and all this stuff. 
but just the thought of having to adjust differently would would affect me in a, in a really well, terrible way for a while and you know and so is, I liked that it was that positive vibe you know yeah well it is like that thing where people are always like you know if you could walk tomorrow would you and I'm always like oh, right. completely freaked out by that like honestly everyone expects Did me to be like yes of course it? yeah right and and I'm like no I would have to relearn my entire life my entire life would be different and I don't know that it would be for the better like it doesn't right. it doesn't mean better to me so I don't know. It's just I would different. have to yeah, think. Exactly. I would have to think really long and hard about that, and I don't know where I would end up, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, not not a perfect film, of course, and I'm not gonna like go watch it over and over. But I but I enjoyed it surprisingly. I I go into these things, and this is probably a problem on my part. But whenever I had I'd never heard of this movie until you texted us, Dana. And honestly, mm-hmm. like whenever I'm going into a movie that I've just like never heard of, I just assume it's gonna be garbage. I don't know why. It's just because <laughs> like if it's not marketed to me, because I, I look sure. at movie sites and stuff, and I'm very in into like what's coming out this stuff. And so when something slips under my radar, I'm always like, oh, well, it must, it just must be trash. It, like, only because it wasn't marketed to me. But I do think I that, like, I was tend pleasantly to, surprised. I tend to like movies that I know nothing about more. Well, I, yeah. think, I think you go in more willing no preconceived to give it notion, a, a chance. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Except for maybe it's bad on my part. But, but when I it's mean, not bad, it's like, oh, and, give it an Oscar. And to be fair to this type of film, even though, even ones that aren't about, about disability in any way, shape, or form, you know, I'm not a fan of the sports movie either. You know, the emotionally manipulative, we're going to win at the end well, movie. That was, that was going to be my question is, do we think it would have been more palatable if, because I think one of my biggest challenges is it spends a lot of time dwelling on the darker side of her journey where she's still, you know, dealing with it and having, lashing out and all that stuff. And I get it. That's the meaty. But I mean, I also get frustrated when a film is like, I know this at one point thought it could be an Oscar film. Like, mm-hmm. I, I promise you, they went yeah. into this thinking like we could, win, totally. we could win an Oscar for this. So I have this sort of gut negative reaction towards those things which is on me but if this had been more about her journey of getting back into and it's it touches on it a little bit right like she goes through this whole thing of where that's where we meet rachel house she's getting back into the water because she's gonna kayak but if we had been more about her getting into the surfing part of it and getting back to that thing she truly loved would it become a cheesy sports movie and would it have been too cliche or would it have pushed it further enough in that direction of like okay well this is actually just a surfing movie not a movie about you know this accident yeah, I like neither type of film, so okay, I, I, all right. <laughs> I'm I'm not likely to like you know. I mean, I like I guess I liked the Mighty Ducks the first time, but like, yeah. and and there's probably more exceptions that I'm not thinking of. But I generally don't watch the sports movies because it's just like you know what's going to happen. It's so obvious, and it just happens not to be a formula that I enjoy. Because obviously, I mean, I watch those Hallmark movies all the time, as we know, <laughs> and those are clearly formulaic. If anything's formulaic, right? Um, so yeah, it just happens the to mad be, libs of <laughs> right. So it just happens to be a formula that I don't care about particularly. Yeah, I think it would depend on you know. I'm always I don't love sports movies in general either. I have. I wouldn't call it my, a sports movie in what I, in what I'm proposing. It's more true, about right. that the more positive, active part of her journey. Right. You know, we don't need to know that she won at the Paris Surfing Championships. We just know that hey, yeah. she really her journey has a, a very positive ending for her. I think it's still going to depend on, I love a, a character journey, character study movie thing where, so I, I mean, which I think we all do, but where this is a, like a double-edged sword for me here where like, yeah, I wish we didn't have to just focus on the gloom and doom of this kind of situation. I tend to gravitate toward movies that like are going to make me cry more than like, oh, this is so inspirational and exciting and blah, 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 and happy, you know? And so if it was about a person who actually was the one who kind of created adaptive surfing, or something, 
that I think I'd find really interesting. But watching her just get there, I don't know that it would have the weight that I would need without having seen this part. No well, I'm mean. not saying cut that part out entirely, but oh, I'm mean, saying but readjust went, the adjust there. the balance. Because what I don't enjoy, and this is applicable to I think all movies, if you are trying to get me emotionally invested at the start or at the end of a movie using a bunch of white text on a black screen, I'm not super happy about it. Very rarely do I think that works out well in terms of either setting a scene because I'm like, if you're going to try and build a world and drop me into it, just build the world and drop me into it. You know, however many sentences of setup is not enough for me. And then trying to wrap up a film and make you feel some way at the end and be like, oh, but don't worry. They're like super happy ending. She becomes this and that. Like, I don't like that. Are you saying, are you saying you hate Star Wars? Uh well that's just kidding, the, that's, just... that's it. I know I was, I know, I was like, that's the, that's our tune. It's what popped to mind. I was like, huh, movies know, that start huh? with yeah. just a bunch of text on the screen. I was like, oh, Star Wars. But like, that's the thing. I don't feel like I scenario, need. I don't need the opening crawl yeah. to get into Star Wars. Like I don't no, think the yeah. first time I saw Star Wars as a kid, I read the opening crawl clip. Well, and I think there's a difference when you're building mm-hmm. like a completely fantasy universe versus like, hey, this thing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, think, I think also movies too, that yeah, movies that do it a lot are political movies and like war movies. Yeah, no, they do. You know, it's like it's the like, true story like, movies. They always right. want to let you know where they where they went after and what they you know this and that and stuff and. Or they're trying to cheat the beginning and be like, "Uh, here, get up to speed. Yeah, it's hard because when you were explaining the scenario here, what you're suggesting about the other kind of movie, my mind just And I'm not saying it's like the best. Oh, no, no, no. No, totally. But my mind just kept going to the movie Soul Surfer, and I just did not like that movie, unfortunately. Is that the one about the girl with the shark? Well, so that was tricking for me because I'm terrified of sharks. Right. I think uh, her arm, and then she got back into surfing, got, got back, and it was very kind of an inspirational kind of like, and she got back up and was like still kicking ass on the surfboard mm-hmm. and uh, later in the film. And I, and that's cool. I just like, I didn't think it was terrible. Or anything. I just didn't like it very much. And I liked this movie better than that. <laughs> so, so that's where I'm like, I kept think, picturing that when you were describing it, but it doesn't mean it couldn't be done in the way that I liked it. So it's hard to say. It is. Would but... we, would we recommend this film to anyone who's not a cat? I would, <laughs> I, I, I would, if I, for me, I, I, cause I would if you just like a, a kind of a slow burning character drama. If you can, if that can be your thing, very easily, then I would say yeah. But if you're looking for something super powerful and exciting or whatever, I, I wouldn't say yeah. It's very, it's very understated. I mean, I guess I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't also, I wouldn't be like, don't watch it. I wouldn't recommend it just because more than anything, I was bored during it, and I felt yeah. like it was pretty on the nose and. It it just didn't I didn't I didn't connect to her journey as much and I think part of it was because I was watching through this lens of like this feels not and I, we could be wrong you know this person could be that injured and that's that's really accurate to how they're you know processing it went but for me knowing it's a completely able body actor playing all this stuff I was like yeah this feels like it's playing that was out. the other thing is I would have been nice to have someone who actually was injured and, and you could have used a body double for the uh, the scenes the yeah. other thing I'm remembering is. I felt like they showed it in the beginning and they were like, hey, you know, we're going to show her trying to get out of bed. We're going to show her how she goes to the bathroom and showers now. And then that was it. They didn't deep dive into any of the other challenges she might be facing. They're like, we're going to give them a taste, but we don't want to scare them too much. You know, yeah. like we, we're going to give you a peek at how like this might be challenging her, but we don't, we don't want to freak you out too much and make you yeah. too sad. And so to me, it felt a little gimmicky almost in, yeah. in the way. That but they then I also like that we didn't focus too much on the like, look at the terrors of this as much, you know, and it's no, like, no, 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 I'm not. Yeah, and then but... I liked the scene where she was watching the, the magpie for the sun and she was like chasing him around the house at first, whatever. And, and that I liked was that that was like, 
her, it was kind of, to me, it seemed like almost like her first time actually just attempting to do anything and learning like, oh, wow, I actually can do this. Like, you know, it's actually not as bad as I thought. Like I can actually, you know, I I appreciated that about it, but, but yeah, I could see that too. Cause it's like, you know, choose a lane also. Like we're going to go there, go there. If you're not going to go there, then. Right. And then, and then it's funny you mentioned that scene to me. I was like, okay, we get it. The bird, we get it. The bird is the vehicle. I felt, I fell in love with that bird. You know, I got to tell you when, I don't know if you got there, Jackie, but when that bird got chased away by the other ones and flew away and left, I was Oh no, I didn't. (laughs) I actually, I'm shocked to learn it was a real bird. I I assumed it was going to be a CG bird for most of of it. And then, and then when he, when she returned, I cried. And then when she left again, I cried. So I, I was very, I'm very, I'm, I mean, full disclosure, Matt, if it has to do okay? with animals. Like, yeah. are you doing? If it has to do with animals, like it affects me in a, in a way that, I, but I do like That's it because I'll watch them, but it just depends. But it, it wasn't quite like a lassie moment, but it was just kind of, and then at the, the one line of dialogue, the, the text on the screen thing where it was like, wherever Penguin is, she's always a part of our family, that kind of thing, whatever. I was like, because she's clearly dead now but like, i was just like <laughs> no apparently they live a very long time oh do they yeah well, i wonder what uh, australian magpies can live up to 25 to 30 years in the wild oh bless okay well then i hope penguin yeah. is out there thriving i yes that's that's the only person out of this movie that i'm <laughs> that's your favorite character i hope they i hope they are I mean, okay. she was my favorite character i have to say i loved her and i was like i want a magpie this uh, is my problem. It's a tie so. between Penguin and Rachel House because I love Rachel House and anything. Rachel House is a delight. What a treasure. Literally when she came out, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was All like, right. oh, I I'm love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in for, yeah. for a little bit I more. did like her first scene like, when the, the kayak and I liked when Naomi Watson fell into the water and kind of had this moment of just kind of like, ah, I'm back in the water and like realizing, I don't know, there were moments like that that I liked. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Rachel, Rachel House's character brought a lot of energy she to it. She did, I felt yeah. like it was very missing from. A lot of heart. And she was so just kind of like, get over yourself. Like, you know, I like that she was that character. She was just like, live, you know? So, yeah. It did make me want to rewatch all the Terry scenes from well, Soul. Well, of course. I always want to watch Terry. It's Terry time. <laughs> it just, it always reminds me. When we used to do wheelchair sports camp yeah. as children and the newly injured kids would show up and they wouldn't know how to do anything and they would be like asking all the adults for help for absolutely everything and how mercilessly we would make fun of them for it. You know, but children, it, to children be fa- are assholes. Children are assholes. Yeah, mobility. <laughs> and to be I'm fair, over here like, oh my god, I'm crying. I know, and like, <laughs> like but <Jackie>. to, <laughs> and but to be fair, it did push them, you know, into oh, independence. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I think part of the problem too is there isn't, you know, obviously I've never been to rehab, so you know, maybe I'm talking off the cuff here. But from what I've seen, there aren't too many. Uh, wheelchair users who are part of the program and so a lot of the time it's just able-bodied people telling you what you can and can't do and I think that's very different you know Mm. and I think that seeing it for yourself is a whole different oh it's everything right it has to be so even if you guys as kids were being little little you know shits to these people you know but even if you were do you need someone to help you into the car yeah but even if you were that (laughs) well that's like mean it's probably like a thing where the kid it it kind of has a reverse thing too where the kid is seeing that like it's like other people are they're making fun of me because i should be able to do this you know so it's a thing where then they might not that that's great but it might push them no they can see it's well yeah and but and i think it's it's you know it's existing in a world where everything else in the world is trying to tell you you can't do that thing and you should need help and you're being like no it's really you're gonna be just right well because to bring it it bring it full circle and you touched on the point when you started talking jackie but it's a thing where it's like if more things existed that showed people that how how possible it is to like completely live as as fulfilling of a life this way as any other way it's like if that if more 
uh, stuff like that existed, it wouldn't be such a daunting thought for able-bodied people. With that, it would still be a terrible like, adjustment, obviously. No, no, it, yeah, hundred yeah. percent big adjustment. But I, but I guess it, it would it would feel as life ending as it as you know as, as it may otherwise, and you know so we need more exposure to that. But also it's like you know we need a world that's built for everybody, and we still see constant things with with you know it's just like oh well this this isn't built for me or like you're not going to support this restaurant or go into this place because you can't get in without doing something crazy right so it's like right. it's it is sucky still that the world is still kind of we're, we're constantly told that like if you're walking around the world's for you you're not mm-hmm. you know it's sorry. not so it's just a lot of work has to be done in all places but yeah we need to start with more more stuff well it, it's that, that positive point too right you know nothing is accessible so then you never see anyone who ha- uses mobility devices because it's not accessible, and then mm-hmm. it, it brings so we stay in the, our the, the false yeah. the falsehood that there aren't that many people with disabilities, so you don't need to make those exceptions, right? Or somehow you know, okay, they, they are not coming in here because they can't this and that, whatever. And then the thought of not being able to do that is upsetting to you. So if you became, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it, it, it. Either way, it draws attention to the fact that the world is still just like where it needs to be on the stuff and it comes from everywhere though entertainment and accessibility all around so it's like yeah you know totally hear all that long overdue yep yep well on that such a bright and sunny note (laughs) 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 thank you both as always we Uh, will watch more things so many more things all the things all the things what a downer note (laughs) i know sorry (laughs) Like no, I mean, it's, maybe it's, we should have put the, like, we almost should have put that in the middle of drag race or something. <laughs> so, like, do we want to talk about Palmer really fast? Oh, sure, yeah, because if we're not, we're not putting it on. Jackie, you're never gonna watch Palmer, right? Right. Did you like Palmer? No, I didn't. Yes, but I didn't. This microphone. No, no, okay, good. I didn't like like it. Well, I mean, I liked it fine. I didn't like love it or anything, but I, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was really slow at first, and I thought, well, it was slow the whole time. But I thought I was annoyed for the first half of it because I was like. It was giving me like this is like the blind side where I was like, I know where this is going. I don't really care. I don't really buy Justin in the role of this kind of like macho Southern guy who's just kind of like, no. oh, he just, he didn't, I, he was fine. He did, he did his job, but I just didn't, I didn't buy it. I think it was kind of wrongly cast, but. I describe him as someone with soft hands. I'm like, that's, I, he's yeah. not a big <laughs> yeah, like, not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, I, I'm also biased. I've just, I have little, I have my own issues with Justin, um, just as. I'm not a fan. But, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm just not, you know, I don't, I've never forgiven him for the Janet Super Bowl stuff and I just don't think I'll ever get over sure. it and it's fine. But moving on from that, I think as an actor, he's fine. Like there's no, you know, some some people who are musicians, when they go into acting and it's like, oh, what are you like, oh my God. But I think he's one that's like, he's fine. He doesn't bother. But yeah, I thought it was wrong the cast. I was really happy to see Juno Temple. I love her. I didn't know she was I thought there. she was much better than that movie deserved. Yeah. Oh, 100%. She always gives everything and everything she does. And actually, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a movie called Afternoon Delight, but it made me think about it just because totally different role, but it's Juno Temple and Catherine Hahn, and I'm just like ah. being that Catherine Hahn's, you know, everything. I was like, oh, it was just like this indie movie. It's very, it's weird, but I watched it. I, I think I've heard of it, but I didn't end up um, watching it. But anyway, I I very much was just kind of like, eh, whatever. But then by the end of it, I think it was by the time where in he the boy's taken away from his mom, and we're in court, and Justin's fighting to try to get the boy, and they won't let him have him and stuff it did start to kind of like tug at my heartstrings a little bit. And so the emotional, there was enough mo- emotional payoff by the end where I was like, oh, okay, that was fine. Like I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? But I, but I'm not like, I would never be like, oh my God, go watch Palmer. No, I just, 
I struggled because I was like, the whole thing with, okay, you know, we got to modernize it. So let's make the kid possibly genderqueer or something along those lines, you know, like it just felt so slapped on to me. And like nobody in the film ever tried to help. And I get that their characters are all Southern. And so they probably don't have the vocabulary to try and understand, except for the one sort of progressive black lady, try and understand where this kid is coming from. But it just was such a simplified view of it. You know, it's like 2020 and being like, oh, boys shouldn't play with dolls. Or 2021, I guess, when this film comes out. But, you know, boys shouldn't play with dolls. That's for girls. But, well, like, it's like, oh, my God. We've seen this movie a million times over. You know, this isn't adding anything new to the conversation. Justin Timberlake is not amazing in it. He's fine. Is this the movie where he was cheating on Jessica Biel? I think so. Oh, so the teacher was the girl. I don't. Well, we don't. It's not like a confirmed cheating, but we just know that right. there's right. Like pictures that mm. suggested. I mean, there was like pictures of them kissing, though. I thought maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, there. There. I, no, I remember was it, 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 it was her. Oh, that makes yeah. me sad. You're probably right. I remember pictures of like hand holding or something being at the at this. Like, her hand is. Whatever, oh yeah, there's but, hand holding. Her hands on his knee. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, like touching. But I I don't remember. But either way, yeah, that, I, I forgot about that. But yeah, it's this movie. It must be. Oh, that's too bad because I liked her. I, yeah, I liked her too. And I was going to say, I liked, to that point, Dana, like I agree with you, but at the same time, I also really liked the approach they took to, even though his mom is obviously a druggie and all this, whatever. But I liked that she didn't care. And she was totally like, he's, he is who he is. And like the first time we ever see them, she's sitting out there on the lawn chair with him and he has like a bow in his hair and they're playing with these fairies. Like, oh, I like that yeah. she was very just kind of, even though she's Southern and all this, whatever, she was just kind of so. Because... Full disclosure, like, I, w- I mean, as a kid, I was very eccentric and flamboyant, and I still am, but I wasn't, I wasn't, like, wearing bows and different stuff like that, but, like, I played with Barbies, I played with, my sister and I played with all this stuff together, but, like, I played with dolls and all this, and it was always fine in people's eyes for my sister to be playing Ninja Turtles with me, or Jurassic Park mm-hmm. or Star Wars, but it was not cool for me to be playing Barbies with her or My Little Pony or something like that, and my mom was like, whatever. <laughs> You know what I yeah. mean? Like, no, like, no, I, I do completely, you, boo? Like, you know, like, and so I get I that, that, but I'm just saying, like, we are however many years older than. Oh no, totally this, no, and and I agree I'm with sure you. it yeah. still exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just felt so yeah, it oversimplified felt, to me. Totally no, and I, I no, I mean, I I agree with everything you're saying about. It. I was just saying I liked that Juno Temple's character was very. Like, yeah, I think what I was frustrated I by that. is like. Of course, it's like a white dude has to come in and is a better carer to this kid than she's capable of being. And yeah, sure, she's like, she's a, you know, Jackie, she's a drug addict for context, yeah. you know, leaves a kid with him for weeks on end. And yeah, no, it, it was yeah, it just, I, I don't know. It just felt like I've, I've seen the story before. This yeah, maybe would have been progressive 15 years super ago. Super contrived. Like every character was very much like a caricature of like, we've seen them somewhere in some movie in the yeah. same kind of story. So I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I, I found it emotional when she, when she made the decision to give the kid to Justin and like she was asking the kid if he wanted that, like I cried during that scene. And then I cried when the kid got the little, the fairy letter at the end and just like, I was like, cause he was so excited to get the little letter. And I thought the kid was actually pretty good. Um, oh no, the kid often, was great, but I was like, kids suck. So I was like, it's they had redeeming liter- things, but yeah. It's literally a fairy tale ending. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like it was it, it literally really, ending was, with that. And I was just like, oh. it was, but I, I like believed the kid that I mean, how excited he was to get it and everything. And I was like, okay. I think, cause I just wanted the kid to have a good life. And I was just annoyed with everybody, you know? <laughs> like, I think if it hadn't been Justin Timberlake, I would yeah, have been more amenable to this movie. No, I agree. I, I think I actually would have liked it better if it, like just in general, if it had been the same film, but with someone else. But still, the things that are cliche and all the stuff like on the nose, it, it doesn't take away. 
But I am always this person in the middle. I'm not. I don't recommend it to anybody. But if you're at all interested in it, based on the trailer, I would say, yeah, watch it. I mean, whatever. It, it was basically what the trailer told me it was going to be. It was exactly what the trailer. <laughs> so in I'm fact, like, I would just say, go ahead, watch the trailer. Totally. You're done. But if you like, you if two you hours. Like want to watch it because the trailer, I'm not going to be like, don't. Like if you, no, if, yeah, that, yeah. if that enticed you, I'm like, yeah, do it. But I'm not going to go out and be like, oh my god, watch Palmer. Thank you once again to Jackie and Matt for that discussion. And now a lot of follow-up points, and a lot of them are, of course, Marvel-based. So the Inhumanity storyline, which Matt talked about, is basically about the Terrigen Mists, which we talked about. Um, and they are released, activating dormant inhuman cells, and they create all of these new people with powers. And then Avengers Disassembled is a mega event that splinters the Avengers universe. Uh, House of M occurs afterwards, and then there are several events after House of M that basically lead up to this mega storyline called Siege. And, uh, you know, it's just one of these opportunities for them to reset the universe as they know it. We are still sticking to the idea that House of M is probably going to be the route they go with this, but there are a lot of elements that they can draw from in building phase four of the MCU. As for Monica Rambeau, she was introduced actually in the comics as the second Captain Marvel. She's been known as Photon, Pulsar, and Spectrum as her various hero aliases. She was introduced in 1982 as Captain Marvel, and in the comics, as a reminder, the first Captain Marvel was introduced in 1967. They were a Kree alien named Marvel, and they were a dude. And then in the MCU, with the film version, uh, Marvel is actually a female Cree played by Annette Benning's character. Carol Danvers didn't become Captain Marvel until 2012. So obviously the MCU is doing way different stuff than the comics are. This is to be expected. Also, just a quick note that Modern Family actually premiered in 2009. I, for some reason, feel like it premiered earlier, but that is when it started. And then for legal reasons, not that any of the parties involved would ever actually be listening to this, we should mention that Palmer is the movie that Justin Timberlake was allegedly cheating on Jessica Biel during. Allegedly. We don't know if it happened. It's not our business technically, but that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.